Hey, it's Kate, and you are watching and listening to The CMO Show with Kate Gunning. That's me, and I cannot wait for you to hear all of the juicy intel that our head of community, Liz Lathan, is going to give to you today. She has tons of ideas about a really awesome framework for building community, which is the future of building brand. And she's going to share those juicy insights with us today. So listen in and get your pad and your pen out because you're going to want to take notes. Hey, y'all, you're watching and listening to The CMO Show with Kate Gunning. That's me, and we've got a super special guest today. She's Liz Lathan. She's the head of community for Team CMO. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kate. How you doing? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited you're here, too. I was thinking about this morning, this morning, and about how we met on Zoom in, I think it was August, mm -hmm. after I filmed a podcast at a studio with some friends that you have worked with, yeah. and they said, you've got to meet our girl Liz. She's awesome, and you guys would really get on well. And, and look at us now. It's crazy. Now we're now we're on set filming together, Love it. and you are running community for Team CMO. Can you tell our listeners about what that means? Absolutely. So Team CMO is a community by CMOs for CMOs, but it is more than just a community because what's a community? A lot of times a community. <laughs> Please do share. It, right? It's, <laughs> let me tell you, a community is not a Slack channel. Yes. A community is not one event a year. Yeah. A community <laughs> is those things and more. And so that's what we're getting to do for Team CMO. So community involves a show like this. Here Welcome we to the CMO show with Welcome Kate Gunning. Um, it involves a series of gatherings. It involves an online place for people to get together. It involves what we're calling a sounding board, mm -hmm. which is getting a few CMOs together once a month to, to share challenges and solve each other's challenges. And then it involves our shareable moments. And that'll include our team CMO swag store, mm -hmm. as well as all the content that people can share. And all of those things together are basically the new marketing funnel. Love it. When's our swag store launching, by the way? Oh, it's South by. Oh, it is. Uh -huh. I should know that. Well, now hey, you know. everyone, our swag store is launching during South by. Come find us. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be super good. And we're going to film some live podcast episodes then too, aren't we? We are. And we are having the Chief Marketing People Party, which mm -hmm. is the first of our series of gatherings. It'll be on March 11th from 9 to 11 a.m. at South by. So <laughs> if you're interested in coming and hanging with us, definitely keep an eye out for that invitation. That's good. Might even need to get some business cards for that one, huh? I know. <laughs> we're going to have to go analog. Hurts me. We're, we're analoging. <laughs> it's okay. Combination of IRL and digital is totally fine. It's true. I like a good direct mail, so I just feel like a card is like a personal mm -hmm. direct mail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, tell me then, Liz, future of brand building is. The future of brand building is community. Mm -hmm. I fully 100% believe that. I, you know, as we talked about, the marketing funnel is evolving. We started out with this, the, you know, the awareness, consideration, purchase, product-focused way of going to market. And then we evolved into the buyer's journey and a more content pull way of marketing. And we're now we're evolving to this community-first funnel, which is going to drive the brand. You know, we've always said that the brand is what people say about you. And if you can get your community all swimming in the right direction, then your brand can be exactly what your community thinks it is. And that's going to just drive business. Yeah. Okay. Tell me how you help people think about what to do about that. 
Because this is a new way of planning, a whole is. new way of planning. So what do you, what's the first step? The first step is top of funnel as you would normally do. So how are you getting eyeballs? And that is what we call the show. And that could be a TikTok <laughs> channel. I mean, it could be a podcast. It could be, um, honestly, you could use LinkedIn or written content as your show, or maybe you just do third party things and you're a speaker and you go out to things, but how can people not currently in your community find you? And so through a community design strategy session, you want to kind of figure out what is this, this top of funnel way that people can find you and bring them in. The cool thing is the show also goes all the way to the bottom of the funnel as your shareable moment because people want to share that show. Oh, it was, I was on it. My friend was on it. The <laughs> content was great. Whatever. You're going to just start driving through there. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we're integrating into our planning cycle, the concept of the show. Mm -hmm. Now okay. let's go to the site, yeah. which is still kind of top of funnel, but now you're, you're starting to move down the funnel because people are now joining your community a little bit to want to get to other people. And I don't view the site as your website. It's not where they find your products. The site is where the people find the people. Ooh. So it could be a Slack channel, could be a mighty network, could be a, um, you know, some sort of online community, could even be a subreddit, you know, whatever. <laughs> I was going to say it could be a Reddit. It totally could. But it's where the people are going to find the people. It also could just be the page on your website that shows your upcoming events. Mm. But it's how can we connect with the people. Okay. And if your company, your personal brand, whatever, doesn't have that, then you're missing out because the people want the people. There's a song about that, I think. The purple people. people. Yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> That's such a good song. <laughs> it's a great People on the people That's on the, the people. <laughs> we got to use that for something. We got to get yeah, permission yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, Sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so now, is that, is that a problem if we just sing song? Yeah, no more stuff? singing, ladies. All right. We're good. <laughs> the producer says we can't sing anymore. Mostly it's my voice. So... <laughs> Now we bring it down the funnel a little bit more to the series of gatherings. And this could be in person or it could be virtual. It could be your annual conference or it could be small meetups. It could be your field events. Whatever it is, we're driving the people to find the people because this is the cornerstone of your community. You absolutely positively have to get the people together in some way or you do not have a community. It's that simple. Um, but again, virtual is just fine if you just want to do Zoom meetings. But here's the thing. Don't make your series of gatherings more content pushing because the people can get your content online. The people can get your content at your demand gen programs and all those things. The purpose of your community driven series of gatherings is to put the people together. Yes. So, and personally, I don't know about you, but I am allergic to networking events. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very extroverted, FYI, mm -hmm. in case you guys were just confused about that or <laughs> uncertain. I am, I am a, I am an extrovert. Uh -huh. Hi, nice to meet you. But I absolutely hate networking events and I hate those questions. So where did you grow up and all these things? I just can't, I'm like, whoop, whoop. I, it makes me feel like I'm going to have a rash. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm a huge mm -hmm. extrovert as well. I get my, yeah. I get my energy from the people. Yeah. But you put me in a room where the music's too loud and there's only alcohol to drink and there's nothing to do. And I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> and I, <laughs> And then people are already talking and I'm not a breaker inner. Like yeah. I can't. No, breaking inning is so awkward too. It's like, <laughs> dude, we're having, when people break in on me, I'm like, I'm having a really good conversation. I don't like, I'm so grateful to meet you, but like, can you come back in 30 seconds? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, let me just like pro tip. If you have to do a networking event because you just have to. Yes, pro. What do we do? You assign wingmen to the event. Oh. You need event wing people. Okay. And wing their job is to... 
this could be your sales team. Imagine that, giving your sales team an actual job yeah. in the room. Good. And it doesn't have to be to look for their customers. It's to look for someone who's just walked in or look for someone who's standing alone. And you can tell the difference between someone who's on their phone because they're afraid to break into something or someone who has something important that they actually need to respond to. <laughs> and saddle up to them. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Nice to meet you. Have you met Kate? And bring them over. And when you do that, you break up the networking. And so few people do that. It's so easy. But I still don't like to go to them. So what I'd rather do, <laughs> and what we want our series of gatherings to be, is a shared experience, mm. a moment of something that they have to do together. Okay. Yeah. So we want to bond over, really, we want to bond over ridiculous things. We mm. want to, like, learn poker together or yeah. learn palm reading or, cool, like, crazy things that you can do. And then people have this moment, like, did that really just happen? Mm. Now you're building community. Now you're breaking yeah. down the walls. Ooh, I love this. Okay, so obviously I'm invited to all these events. All of them. <laughs> Pretty please. Mm -hmm. So we have the show. Mm -hmm. We have the site mm -hmm. where you want to get people with people. Mm -hmm. And then we have the series, mm -hmm. which what I'm hearing is the programmatic fun stuff that's going to get people really connected. Exactly. I love it. Yep. I love it. Next is our sounding board. Ooh, there's more. There's more. <laughs> okay. But wait, there's more. And they all start with an S. They do. It's okay. how we can remember it I because we're marketers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. You got, got it. it. I'm pretty it. impressed. Okay. So the sounding board can be your advisory council. Mm. You have a company, you have your normal advisory council. That's, you know, your inner circle of people. Or it can be you bringing together five to seven people to be their own advisory council to each other. Okay. And you're, at, you're asking them the top topics. You're having them talk about the top topics. And now you're pulling those insights from their conversation. But you're just the one facilitating bringing them together. Or your sounding board could be your loyalty program. Say you're a consumer mm -hmm. organization and you're just bringing people into the, the loyalty program, but you've got to do something with those people to allow them to get together and yes. to have feedback and to actually be a part of it. But they're your inner circle. So that's the sounding board. Mm. And then finally is that shareable moment, which can be your swag store. It can be infographics you're creating. It can be content you're creating, but it's things that you want the people in your community to amplify their own eminence by being the smart ones sharing something from the community they're a part of. Mm -hmm. And also to amplify your eminence by sharing the smart stuff that was in your community. Yeah. And now your funnel becomes a flywheel and it just feeds on itself <laughs> and, and it grows. It's all good. Yes. So we go triangles and circles and it's all fun. I love the idea of amplifying your own eminence. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Cool, dude. Well, that's why people want to join a community. They either want to learn or share and mostly they want to share. Yes. So let them. Yeah, that's right. Let them, let them. Mm -hmm. So find your people, let them share. Mm -hmm. And you do this for brands. We do. Yeah. Yeah. The Community Factory is our company, myself and my business partner, Nicole Ashibodu. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> uh, and we created this because it's it's one thing to build the box and build a really amazing place for people to meet. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do something in it that's meaningful and driving connection, then it doesn't matter. And honestly, it doesn't matter what your box is in the first place. Like yeah. you can be in... A coffee shop and build community or you could be at a $900,000 event and build community it's but what you do with it that matters right yeah that's exactly right yeah so you host sessions for lots of different kinds of companies mm -hmm. to help them try to figure out how to do this planning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Community design sessions. Mm -hmm. So we would just go through the funnel and figure out exactly what's right for your audience. Do you already have an existing community that no one's 
nurturing and caring for? Or do you just have a customer list of 5,000 people and you don't know how to activate it? Or do you just have an advisory board? And sometimes you're not going to start at the top. Right. Sometimes you've you've got a whole bunch of customers and you've kind of got little communities here and there that, you know, the product group has an advisory council. Um, the marketing team has a loyalty program. Yes. And so we want to pull those into a community strategy that aligns with a marketing and sales strategy. And then you want to make sure the salespeople know about it because, to be honest, we want to monetize our communities, right? But you yes. just don't want to attack people with the monetization. You want it to <laughs> feel natural. Yeah, and might you use this exercise to also further understand the why behind the reason people buy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to use the sounding board to get all of that information. Yes. And that's your opportunity to not just share roadmaps, but get real actual feedback from people. And it's yeah. important that you use it. Yeah. Which is something that a lot of people don't do. And what kind of people do you need on your team in order to accommodate this? We talk a lot on the show about hiring in-house, hiring out of house. Mm -hmm. How do you think, like, what are the critical people that are needed to keep the flywheel going? Yeah. You have to have an executive sponsor. You have to have somebody who cares about the people that are in your community mm -hmm. because without them, they're just going to fire the community people they hired when the going gets tough. And so you need someone who's going to fight for the internal resources and the external resources. Um, you do need a community manager, but they don't have to be titled a community manager. They could be a customer advocacy manager. They could be a customer success person. So it doesn't matter the title, but their role, and they shouldn't be first year out of college kind of person. Oh, have them manage the community. It really needs to be someone who's influential in the field and the industry to come in and kind of drive that because your community has to have a face. And the face can change. That's totally okay if that person finds a new job, but it, they have to have a person to connect with. And so it's less important what the title is and more important that it's a personality that people can reach out to. Good. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And then, of course, we offer community as a service. If you don't have that in-house. Mm -hmm. Cass. Cass. Does your company need a kick in the cast? Cass. <laughs> I love the concept of a kick in the cast. Right? Liz. That's great. <laughs> Wow. You've got, a, you've got it all, girl. We're soundbite heaven. Yeah. Soundbite heaven over here. Yeah, soundbite heaven, <laughs> sound heaven. Oh, good. Okay. So I think I know you've, you've got a very clear superpower based on everything you said, but I want to ask you the question, how would you articulate what it is if you were telling people? I think my superpower is my energy. Yeah. Honestly, which is to come into a room and exude the energy that attracts the right people that I can then bring the other people together to do the things they need to do. Yeah. So I don't want to say I'm a connector because I think connecting people is just like, you two should meet. Peace out. And that's not really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> I have a lot of connectors in my life and they've introduced me to a lot of people that I've done nothing with. Mm. So I'm, I'm more of a, an energy person and a collector of people. Yeah, good. I love mm -hmm. that. So then you're the person to have as a wing woman Absolutely. at these awkward parties. Uh, as my favorite role. <laughs> it's my favorite role. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, it's the thing with Nicole is the most amazing <laughs> wing person. So when you meet her, she um, she's just magical at getting in and out of conversations. I get into a conversation and then like stay there and yeah. don't move around in the room. And for her to come in and be like, hey, I need you to meet this person and pull me out of one and yeah. take me somewhere else, that's amazing. Ooh, and then that. when I do that with the same thing, we reverse roles and I see she's stuck somewhere. And I'm like, Nicole, I got this person to meet. And so, yeah, <laughs> great. This is really good. Gosh, I love this. Giving out all your secrets, though. I know. They're not secrets. <laughs> Open book. Open book, Liz. <laughs> Open book, Liz. We're here to share. <laughs> we are here to share. And that's the point of the show, huh? Indeed. Okay, CMO turnover is mm. 
Hi, I've learned recently that it's not as high as it once was, which is interesting. What is it, it now? It used to be 18 months. I think it's probably similar, but I heard from one of our recent guests that it used to be a lot higher. I think like 24 months, 10 years ago or something. Oh, okay. So I was surprised to hear that just because it's such a big topic of conversation right mm-hmm. now within our marketing community. Right. And I wonder why you think that is. Because you um, see lots of different people. Yeah. I think that it's mostly a bad fit. I think that it's the hiring managers, the CEO, not understanding what maturity stage their company is in and just thinking that all marketers do the same thing. And I think it's <laughs> it's so hard. Like I was a CMO over a brand that had four brands and some were B2B and some were consumer. And the needs of each one was so very different. I mean, consumer is very transactional, very data-driven, very money hungry, right? Because you just have to keep it's coin operated. Exactly. And it's like, I need another 2000 quarters. And then on the B2B side is very relationship driven. And it's, you know, you're only really bringing in leads through events because you're bringing the people together and to oversee all of those different types. The rest of the team doesn't understand that. Well, why are you traveling to amazing locations to do these things when we're here working? (laughs) Well, because that's what this company needs, actually. Yeah. And and also, while I'm on the plane, I'm working on this company. <laughs> but I think that CMOs get brought in because a CEO might think, we need to rebrand. And so any CMO can go do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a branding type of CMO. And yep. then there's a data-driven demand gen CMO. And if you put the wrong person in, there's just going to be conflict. So. I agree. Tricky, man. It is tricky. And some of us want to do all of it because it's all exciting and fun. And some of us just don't know how yet. And that's why a community of CMOs to reach out to yes. to figure out your gaps and to help fill those in, I think, is vital. Totally agree with you. 100%. Tell me then, who do you think is like a total community all-star? Either mm. voice in a community mm-hmm. or bringer together of people mm-hmm. like who are the people that you look at and you're like that's my champion my cast champ oh, <laughs> gosh there's so many I follow so many people and I I value so many different parts of community that that organizations are doing and I think maybe my surprise one to say would be Mr. Beast mm. right you wouldn't think of Mr. Beast as a community person mm-hmm. but clearly he has a show yep. if you have not heard of him go to YouTube he's like <laughs> the most famous YouTuber out there um, and he does random things like create hamburger joints in the mall in Minneapolis and have a line of 10,000 people to get his hamburger. <laughs> what? Tell me that's not community. How does he do that? Yeah, Mr. Beast Burger, you didn't hear about this? Look that one up. How so, does he do that? Yeah, so he started creating these brands because he was just dabbling with fun things. So this burger joint <laughs> that he put in the Mall of America in Minneapolis, literally they had 10,000 people line up to get a burger when he launched this thing. Beast Burgers. Yes. Whoa. It's insane. And, but what he does with all of this, he has an entire philanthropic arm and he's doing crazy, ridiculous things. And just to get more viewers and the sponsors are paying the money to bring him more viewers, but he's got the philanthropic arm where he is bringing his followers to come help out with those things. And so he's building the community in person by putting the followers in some of the charitable causes. Ooh, what a good idea. Right? And then he does, you know, brings a community member, a top fan or whatever, onto the show because they could win a car or they could win a private island or they could win a whatever, which is a really cool way to engage your community is giving them a private island. Um, I can't do that yet, but someday. 
<laughs> but <laughs> we'll get there. That's right. But we'll when when you look at his ecosystem, and he's not just a YouTuber, he's built yeah. all this stuff. And you talk about shareable moments. I mean, he's got millions of YouTube followers. The content is being shared. And he's just secretly building this army of people that want to do good with the money and conscious capitalism behind it. It's so cool. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mr. Beast, I want to meet you. Yeah. Jimmy Donaldson. Follow him on LinkedIn, too. I will. Yeah. He's a cool guy. That's great. Yes. Okay. Who else do you think is doing some? I'm learning so much from you, and I'm just going to keep peppering you with questions. <laughs> Let's see. Who else? Um, okay. So I love the IBM Champions program. Mm -hmm. It's a very technical community. You have to apply to be in it. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a customer advocacy thing, but it is very community driven. And so once you are an, an expert in whatever your topic is, your technical developer stuff that you do, you can apply to represent IBM and to be a part of this community. And so they go through your background and your following and understand a little bit more about how you talk about tech. And if you are accepted into this program, you're sent kind of an onboarding kit, a nice backpack, all the things, and you're officially an IBM champion. And at that point, you get invited to speak on IBM's behalf at third-party conferences, at IBM's events. You get front-row seating at their annual conference. You wow. get all of these great perks. And they let, I don't know, 400 or so people in. They review it every year. And some have been in it for many, many years. And some they, they turn through because you didn't meet your obligations or whatever. But it's truly this inner circle kind of feeling. And IBM is obviously a very large company with a whole lot of people using their tools. But to have access to this inner circle, I think, is a really cool way to, to build advocacy and to really drive community. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And what do you think is the secret behind creating an idea for community that people will actually like? Mm. Start with the sounding board. Yes. I think it's asking the people. I find out what it is that they're looking for. Are they looking to connect with each other because they want to learn from each other? Or are they looking to give feedback to your company? And that would really drive their community. Um, I think the Dell Women's Entrepreneur Network started what, 10, 15 years ago, because, you know, the small business division is starting to see where we're giving these products to small businesses and women are experiencing unique challenges that men entrepreneurs just don't experience getting funding, it's mentorship, it's getting a seat at the table and all these things. And so they started with a very small network of bringing people in. And then they brought in their first entrepreneur in residence, who was a female, and then kind of grew the program for there. And now it's you know, hundreds of 1000s of women in this online community, they bring them together at South by they have virtual meetings, I think they've done a great job. And so there's all started from a problem that didn't have anything to do with Dell, right? It was these yeah. women who were buying Dell products that were trying to start businesses. And now they're supporting a huge network globally. It's incredible. How do you think about using existing technology to plug into community? I think that technology is necessary to bring your community together, but I think often incorrectly used. Mm -hmm. I think too many times it's technology first. Like I picked this platform. It's going to be our community. Everybody go get on it. <laughs> okay. Hope you like it. Exactly. Uh, give me feedback. Yeah. Right. Then you spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to build a thing that no one goes to. And mm -hmm. I think that's terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but when you are leveraging your community appropriately, talking to the people that are in it and watching how they're using what you're putting in front of them, then you can make the right decisions. We did an event um, where we were using WhatsApp as an event in Italy and we had people in multiple little villas and we, mm. I know, it's great. Sounds like a great event. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to tell them what time their little bus was coming, we just had a WhatsApp group for everybody, like mm. Team Yellow, buses coming your way. That WhatsApp group turned into mm. the post-event community and people, it's that event was in 2019. And so four years later, people still 
like announce I'm doing an RFP and <laughs> team yellow. Them. Yeah. <laughs> doing an RFP. 100%. And That's cool. they connect with each other still. They ask questions and that is their little community. And of course they see each other at events and all that. And I think the biggest thing about community is not where you keep them, but it's where it exists outside of where they were. So mm-hmm. from that, they see each other at industry events. And they're like, oh my gosh. And so now you have, that's real community when they're talking about a thing that happened. And so from a technology standpoint, if you can, I have many communities that use a Slack channel to keep people together. They're not super active. So you can't say, oh, the Slack channel is our community. Maybe one or two posts per mm-hmm. day. It is an opportunity for the community to share with each other, but you can't make the technology your community. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it doesn't sound like there's an actual piece of technology or tool that is your go-to. It's more about meeting people where they are. Absolutely. It's a full ecosystem of it because if you think through your whole funnel, I mean, you may have Spotify, maybe a, a tool that you're using because you have yeah. a podcast. Yes. Your site may be the Slack channel or a WhatsApp group and you know your series of gatherings. Maybe you're doing virtual meetings. Zoom is the way that you're activating the gatherings and so that's going to be part of it. So it's definitely a, a tech stack to yeah. make it all happen. I don't think there's one yet. And I don't think there should be, honestly. I think forcing people into one and saying, my community platform is where it all exists. I don't yeah. want to be on that. I'm a, I'm, I'm old. I'm still on Facebook. And I just want to <laughs> talk to people on Facebook sometimes. Maybe sometimes <laughs> I just want to give people a call. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does the phone work that way still? I really like talking on the phone. I love it. I love the phone. This is what community comes down to. Someone that will answer your text or answer your phone call. That's yeah. all community is, is yeah. building a network where people will answer you. I feel the same about work and teams, mm. right? Like there's so many things that you have to keep track of now during the day. Oh my gosh. And it's not, f- from my perspective, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, in, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Well, it's like very overstimulating. Yes. And you've got my text message. I've got yeah. my WhatsApp group. I've got my Slack channels. Yeah. I've got all the email. Things. Yeah. It's just like. A lot. Yes. Let's pick up the phone and call each other more, man. That's really fun. I'm really a fan of a spontaneous call. I like that. Yeah. Elijah just, does that to me. We have a friend in common that he may have been on the show, yeah. I believe. And Hi, yeah, he's very big at the random phone calls. He is very big at that. <laughs> I like it. I'm like, hey, get me on a spontaneous call anytime. Exactly. I'm good for it. Exactly. Can you share what you are hearing from CMOs about Team CMO community? Like how are you, you spoke a little bit about the various things that you're planning, but mm-hmm. what are you hearing from marketing people about what they want from this community. Yeah, I'm hearing that they want the conversations with each other. And again, like we talked about the fear of networking. It's yeah. I don't think the the community needs another series of networking events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there were some CMO communities that existed that have kind of fallen off the wayside or the people that were running them have been laid off or whatever. And so a lot of leaders, marketing leaders are going I paid for this thing or I was part of this thing and I don't know where it went. And now I don't know how to find more people. And so they're building their own communities and then they're, you know, just, which is great, but to have a place where they can go expand those networks and, and share the challenges because as we know, the challenges are ever evolving as new technology comes out. Um, just hearing about those from their colleagues and honestly, even from vendors, because you get some of the greatest ideas when a vendor gives you a capabilities presentation. Oh, know? absolutely. That was not, like I was, my big thing throughout my leadership career is always say yes to the capabilities presentation. Mm-hmm. You learn so many things that exist in yeah. the world. And I think CMOs want that, too. And they don't want to be sold to, but they want to know what exists. Yeah, and have their mind expanded. Exactly. I love that, right? Mm-hmm. Like a good mind expansion yeah. 
chat. Yeah. And what are other people doing? Because yeah. in the in the absence of a community, you can really find out what your colleagues are doing through agencies and vendors and, and seeing those case studies. And yeah. so I think that bringing that together is really cool. I totally agree. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I really am. I can't wait for everybody to start getting together and having more conversations like this. It's going to be fun. Yes, agreed. Will you tell everyone what your favorite book is? Mm. And are we going to be creating a list of any of those kinds of resources? Absolutely, we are. Okay. And they're going to be marketing books and then business books and then the out there books. Cool. So because, you know, my out there book was the Ender's Game. So I <laughs> loved that story and I really love it. But, you know, in our realm, in our world, and a lot of my favorites are on the shelf behind us here. But the one that I read recently. That's some good ones up there. There's some really good ones. Mm-hmm. The one I read recently is, oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. It was um, <laughs> uh, What You Don't Know, I think. Is it? I don't know if you have my. What You Don't Know by Courtney By Courtney Abercrombie. Yeah. She, uh, I worked with her at IBM, and now she has an organization called uh, AI Truth, which is all about ethics and truth in AI. Ooh, that's cool. Oh, man. And she's starting to build communities around attorneys who are dealing with um, AI ethics issues and IP issues and things like that. But the book really is terrifying, honestly, <laughs> about about how pervasive AI is in our life and in our technology and everything that's happening and how it affects the world. And the way that that applies to everything coming out with marketing, with chat and with, you know, all of the other pieces, because AI is infused in everything now, mm-hmm. that book is a really eye-opening one to read. Yeah. And I highly recommend it for any marketer. Sounds like it's an mm-hmm. important one just to be aware of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, again, if you want a good bedtime story maybe don't read it before going to bed because it is quite terrifying but uh, maybe on a good Saturday save that for a good (laughs) daytime read exactly Mm. yeah or audiobook while walking the dog yeah it's available on audible not when it's freezing like today maybe on a sunnier day okay good point (laughs) but yes yes okay so you are really a master at gathering people you said collecting people what kinds of people do you collect because of your kryptonite oh who do you need around I, oh, in what sense? Give me more. So um, you have a strength that you highlighted Mm -hmm. around your energy, Mm -hmm. your ability to collect people, gather people around, Mm -hmm. make things happen. Where do you have gaps? Ah, interesting. I think my, hmm, let me think about that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely... Okay, the weird part is a lot of extroverts attract more extroverts, right? <laughs> That's what we do. But um, but bringing in the introverts because of the way that we coordinate the gathering part mm-hmm. is um, open and welcoming to introverts as well because it is a one-on-one introduction. It's a welcome in, let me introduce you to someone. So I feel like we do a good job of the introvert, extrovert, bringing people in. Yeah. Um, I think that I probably attract a lot of really big picture thinkers because very creative and have crazy ideas and people are like, I want to do that. That would be great. Uh, I probably need more well-organized non-ADHD people in my life. Okay. When you find those people, can you just throw them my way too? Should we start a community for them and then we can just pick from them? Yes. Okay. Great. If you fit that criteria, just 
send me an email. <laughs> you are highly organized and do not yeah. have ADHD. Please let us know. I like to say that there are two types of people in this world. There are waffle brains and spaghetti brains. Ooh. The waffle brains have the syrup in one square at a time. Yeah, like, the spaghetti brains okay. have the sauce on every noodle and the noodles are all connected. And all over the wall. Exactly. And I'm a spaghetti brain and the sauce is on every noodle. But sometimes I have to pull the noodles out and line them up and count the noodles and then they can go back in the bowl. So yeah. I can do the Excel spreadsheet stuff. Yeah. But I just need a waffle brain in my life. I think that's perfect. More waffles, please. That's right. I love it. Chicken <laughs> and waffles also. Delicious. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for this. Yeah. It's been so fun to get to know you in real person. Yes. Or in real person. In real, <laughs> in, in real person. In real life. In person. Not on Zoom. Indeed. And I'm so excited that we get to build this together. It's so. It has been fun. It's going to continue to be fun. Yeah. South by will be a really cool moment to get yes. people together. And can you share your email with people so that if they have ideas or if they want to get involved, they can? Or Absolutely. Or can they find you? I am Liz at TeamCMO.com. Yay, that's mm-hmm. good. And I'm Kate at CMOshow.com. So mm-hmm. hit us up if you want. We yes. love it because community. That's right. And I look forward to seeing you and seeing everybody who's listening and watching. Come join us at some of our gatherings. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. Thank you.